you don't get wear my tits out at work. A dry, mutilated dick I'm walking around with every day. Wow, we're back to Reddit. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I am the host of the program. I am very, very happy to be joining you here each and every week. I would be more happy if you told your friends. Share this with your friends. Send them an email. Hey, listen to this show. You got to check this out. Recommend it. Review it on iTunes. Whatever it is. Wherever you go, whatever you do, let them know what you're listening to. And it's this. These guys talk a lot about dicks. Let's get it going. Speaking of that, I had a had a very important gym encounter with a dude with a tattoo that looked exactly like a fucking dick. It was not a dick, but it would looked more like a dick than anything else. It looked so much like a dick that I could not, for the life of me, imagine what it was meant to be other than a dick. It even had like a glance, a tip on the end. A head, if you will. I don't know how to say it. Not gross. A dick head on the end with a little with a little hole in it. The little pee hole. So um, follow my Insta stories because you're going to find stuff like that there at Brian Becker. But joining me now, as always, it's Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Hey, I, um, so sometimes my son's soccer games are on fields where it'll be like many games going on at once, like some of the away games. So we were sharing a sideline with a completely other game and I didn't know any of these people involved, Yeah, but I hear two people going on and on about, I think they one of them was very pissed, and maybe both of them were pissed about the uh, Roseanne firing. And they kept going on and on about the First Amendment. And that right. is a pet pet peeve of mine that people still don't – I mean, that's a pretty basic one to know. So they were like, like oh, she um, – we, we, we should get rid cops. of the First Amendment so she can be hauled off to the gulag. Is that what they were talking about? <laughs> yeah. They they seriously just kept being like, First Amendment. I mean, yeah. come on. What, All she right. says something that's not so popular and you got to fire her? So what Col- happened Colin to our Kaepernick's First Amendment rights? start for the 49ers this year because of the First Amendment, right? <laughs> It's weird weird how they apply how they apply it to the people they support, but they don't apply it to the people they don't support, even though they're applying it wrongly. Right. First, she she was allowed to say that she was allowed to out herself as a shithead, and she was allowed to get fired. But nobody was talking about charges. It was never a charge issue, which is crazy because First Amendment is something you hear all the time. And yeah. people still don't realize it just wrong. has to do with going to jail. That's all it means. Yeah. It means that they can't put Not you in jail for saying shit. Reason. But you can lose your job. It happens all the time. You say some shit. I don't go up to fired. a huge motherfucker and call him a pussy because, yeah, it's my right to he, say it. But could kick you there, the might be conse- there might be consequences. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, 
and I will be uh, the the other thing I want to talk about. I am I fully admit I didn't watch Tony Bourdain. That was a big oh, big thing this weekend. I might cry. I know I know you're a big fan, Huge. and I know lots of people were fans, but for me, just you know, the bad boy of cooking and stuff yeah. like that. Just it wasn't my thing. Yeah. But it is incredibly sad, and when somebody of note uh, commits suicide, um, you know, it gets lots of people talking about suicide. And much like the First Amendment, the amount of people that talked about that it was some sort of rational choice, it drives me nuts too. Like you don't yeah. you don't choose to be depressed, and you don't your brain doesn't like work the same as a person that's n- that's not dealing with mental health issues. It, it's like it's like yeah, I chose to be white. Like no, you just that's what what you ha- what happened to me. Well, it's it's imp- it's very difficult to comprehend for anyone right. that doesn't suffer th- through that because it's suicide is the is completely goes against your entire nature as a human being. What you are as a human being from the time you come out of the fucking womb, all you try to do is keep yourself alive. You always, it's you, you veer out of the way of hitting something with your car. You don't think about it. You don't go, Hey, I don't want to die right now. You just do it because you're conditioned to keep yourself alive. So when a switch goes off in someone's brain where they go, I need to end my life. My, this world would be right, better, the world would be better without that's, that's me in comment. it. Yeah. My, cause people, a lot of people are like, they are uh, uh, these, sel- these selfish people, which it's like, it's not, you don't get a fucking, hundred million dollars for killing yourself there's not something selfish about it it's the well, you could call somebody selfish if they they i mean even though it is a mental health right. if they were bringing down people like sure. the guy in in san diego that took out an entire mcdonald's and then himself right that yeah. you could say Huge that's a selfish yeah. that's a selfish act of a piece of shit even though he was deranged but it, yes but, but somebody killing himself whether or not they have uh, loved ones, that's not their brain is not working that way. And just Saturday night, we had uh, a barbecue with some friends. Saw and I, I saw I, I saw some people dancing, and you were just out of frame. And I feel like you were very uncomfortable with the whole situation. But don't I don't want to sidetrack you. I was incredibly uncomfortable, and I walked away. I walked away. I, I really wish you were I just think was barely out of frame. Of one person that was a little into dancing and uh, three other people that were shit-faced. You just, I just really, really wanted to see the discomfort on your face, even just for a second. I was looking – I was just it like – wait, I was waiting to pause. I'm like, oh, she's going to get – she's just going to get his face in there for a second. I'm going to click the pause and see it. Oh, I got the fuck out yeah, of there. I didn't, I didn't get it. Uh, anyway. Yes, you were having a discussion. One, with of, one of those guys, his wife – is a psychiatrist. And so I off and on for, you know, uh, over the span of a couple hours, we're talking about, uh, the, the, her field in general and conversations, suicide, like just what it, what it all. And she, she said the, the numbers increase, especially after an event like this, it's there'll, there'll be more because all some, some people need is just the littlest suggestion that, yeah, this is, this is, uh, you know, the next step for you. I saw, I saw that. I saw, uh, um, you're not the first person I've heard say that, that it actually, 
to, it gives people the notion that, Hey, it's, I can do it. Like it, it emboldens them to say, fuck. Yeah. I, it's okay for me to do it too. If he did it, I can do it. I have no evidence whatsoever. I haven't heard anyone say this, but you never know if Kate Spade two days earlier, one day earlier was the, like the final piece of information sure. that finally is like, well, I guess, I guess I should do this too. Yeah. But you don't know. But ultimately Anything when you hear people saying, man, this is so selfish. You know, he had a, he had a, what do you have a, a son or a daughter? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, that would be if you, if you were of sound mind right, and you, didn't have your mind torturing you. That's somebody with the way that's how somebody views it with a rational brain, somebody right. that can't comprehend that level of despair. And it's in what people don't realize that it's an illness because they don't, it's not because they don't have it. Yeah. And it's not apparent to you when somebody is afflicted with this. So if somebody dies after a long bout with cancer, you don't go, Oh, that was fucking selfish. Like you should have yeah. hung in there Fuck a little bit them. longer, fought off that fucking cancer. Just, Get up and fucking get out of the house and just go. Say you just don't not want have cancer. cancer. Like you just, don't need to have cancer. You don't want it. Your kids are your kids are counting on you to not have cancer. Right. And that's that sounds absurd. But depression is this fucking weight that people carry that we can't see, that we don't know about, that we don't understand. And they live with it every day and they fight with it and it's, and it sort of comes and goes. They have highs and lows and, but the lows are so unfathomable, unfathomably easy for me to say low that these, you know, people are stricken to their bed for months, weeks, years at a time even. And it can't be explained and they can't fucking level out their brain chemistry and exercise and diet and all these things. They just don't know. They just don't know how to fix it and, and even how to diagnose it a lot of times. So it's, it's hard for people to comprehend and it sucks and it's everywhere and it's somebody, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where, they're like, oh, you know, check in on people and, you know, maybe you can keep them from, from, you know, having that fleeting thought because it's, it is something like they say they'll think about it, but if they just, if they resist the urge, then the thought will go away. And that, um, they talk about people that jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and is, oh, that movie, The Bridge. Yeah. And people survive that. And, and, to a man, every single one of them says the same thing. The, the moment I stepped off the bridge, I realized my life wasn't that bad. I realized that I could overcome this. I realized I had made a mistake. And that's, that's all these people. It's, it's a, it's an intense hurt that can go away if these people but it comes in just waves. get helped. Yeah, it comes in waves. And to, I know, I mean, proud Jersey boy, Anthony Bourdain might not have been, um, your cup of tea, but he, for me, the guy, I, I just was indifferent to his show, but right. I didn't. I didn't have a his, problem. It wasn't like a show that I have a problem with yeah. that I don't want to see Ryan Seacrest because yeah. he bothers me. Right. I just, was I just didn't thing? particularly care yeah. about he, the show. To me, he was just. I was just comforted that he existed in the world because he was this beautiful writer and he was this incredibly um, curious guy, curious, inquisitive person that just approached every day with this just sort of vigor for life. You like, he just, Hey, hey, let's go to this place and check it out and see what the people are like. And we'll eat their food and, and, and learn about them. And, and, and then he would just, you know, all, he narrated all the episodes and he wrote all the episodes and they were just beautifully written in his book. You know, he was kind of like a sort of sardonic 
but also thoughtful writer. He had a, sort of a Hunter S. Thompson vibe about him where he was really funny at the same time. I just, you know, I followed him on Instagram and I was just always just so comforted that he was there. I don't know. He was just, he was just this fucking presence. I don't, I don't remember the, I read his books and stuff. I don't remember the first time I heard of him or I don't know how I, he came to be somebody that was important to me, but I just always felt like he's around and I, I was so fucking bummed that he, that he died. Yeah, and that he used his, to reference him a lot. Yeah. That just like that he, he came up a lot. Yeah. Just that his life, you know, I woke up in the morning and I had a text about it and I was like, wait, he fucking died. And, uh, you know, I texted the person back and they're like, yeah, he died. And I was like, you know, maybe he had a fucking, fucking, uh, you know, aneurysm or fucking hit by a truck or just something tragic. I, I literally could not believe that he committed suicide. I just didn't, it was just so beyond the realm of possibility for this man's life. I just, I just couldn't believe it. And that just goes to show it's, you know, it's happiness is a thing that's just is, it's not, it doesn't come through, uh, experience or and some people just yeah they just don't find peace yeah I mean he was uh, it's just such a bummer I don't know yeah when I was, I, I was, I was really thinking dumb. the same thing when I when I heard he was dead at sixty one I was thinking he's so young but then when you hear it's suicide you think man that is a long time to be living without peace I don't know when suicidal start thoughts started crossing his mind but yeah. sixty one that's a that's a grind if you're Totally. You're still fighting until then. Like and you know, what's, you know what's interesting is if you look, you know, there's so many, like you open any news site and there's just all the top viewed stories are about him because he was just so, he was around so much and so many people were into him. And you look at the pictures of him and, and over the years and in his like 30s, 40s, he just kind of looks like shit at 60 years old. The guy looked better than right. he'd ever looked in his entire life. Like he's, he's super tan. He's in good shape. He's doing jujitsu every day. He's got practically no body fat. Like the, it just seemed like everything was fucking working out for the guy in his life. And yet he, he was living a life of despair and unhappiness and loneliness and depression. And it's just, just a huge bummer. And I would encourage anybody to go check, just read his writing, his essays. Um, you know, it's not, you don't have to be into food or anything because he talks about culture, but he views it through the prism of food and, and the kitchen where, you know, cause that was his life. Um, and I don't know, he was the man. Oh, and also I tried to bait this fucking cunt into a, um, Twitter fight, but he wouldn't take the bait. Cause I was, so, I was so emotional and I'm, I'm a pussy. You guys can call me pussy and everything. I was really, really emotional about Anthony Bourdain's passing and I saw Somebody, I don't know how I saw it. I heard about it or somebody, I think Fancy Sauce might have said, hey, do you hear about Moby? That little fucking cunt Moby. Fuck you, Moby. Mo- so, <laughs> I didn't know it. there was a reason to have a strong opinion on that Me guy. either. I, mean, I didn't either. Um, M- Moby is a vegan. And so to him, um, it wasn't, there wasn't really a reason to mourn or admire Anthony Bourdain because Anthony Bourdain is a, was a consumer of, was a carnivore. Uh. And he would, he would go to places where they, 
would, uh, you know, they would bring, one time he went to, um, Africa and they brought him, I, I can't remember if it was a goat or a pig, but it was like a great honor for him to be the one that got to kill the pig or I, I, I could be saying this wrong, but I'm, I'm on the right track. And it was, he, he was doing what this was the culture there. It's not for him to fucking go to Kenya and sit amongst the tribesmen and go, Oh, Hey, fuck you guys. What are you guys doing? Eating this pig? Like, is you, <laughs> no, don't you know this is wrong? This is, you know, and he did it. He was, he loved foie gras and he went. So one time he went to France to where they like raise the ducks and they're like, Hey, they say this is inhumane and they show that cause they overfeed the ducks to make their livers fat. And they, they're like, they say this is inhumane. And he's like, look, and they just kind of, it like takes a second. They like shove this thing in their mouth and it makes them uh, swallow a whole bunch of grain all at once. But he didn't invent that fucking thing. He just happened to love the taste of foie gras. And if anybody in within the sound of my voice has tasted it, they understand. Uh, so fuck Moby said something so fucking cunty and I forgot. And it's not in front of, in front of me right now. And for that, I apologize, but I just want to say, but it was like, well, who cares? Yeah, he's, now, now I gotta find it. I'm just give me two seconds. I'm gonna find it right now. It's gonna be in my Twitter because I retweeted it. Of course, my computer's all slow right now. My Mac, and I go to I go to that thing on my Mac where it's like about this Mac. I'm like, why is it running so slow? And so I go, you go look and see. Now it's not even open. You go and you go to look at storage, and you're like, what's on this thing? And it says it says it's like almost full. And one thing it's full oh, of, I get, I get it all the time. Yeah. One thing it's full of is backups. I don't want any backups. How do I get rid of that? One, how do I get rid of these backups? Two, there's something called other because there's, it's a, so there's 98 gigs of audio. There's some movies on there, apps, photos, all those things are accounted for. What the fuck is this hundred something gigs of other? I want rid of it. How do I get rid of it and backups? Because it's taken up half my hard drive. Um, Okay, what was I saying? Moby, this fucking cunt. Hold on. I'm going to find this fucking asshole right now. I know you're no Eminem fan, but whenever I hear Moby's name, I think of when right. Eminem trashed him. They got a fight, yes. Uh, he's, he said, It's I, over. Nobody listens to techno is the end of that line. He said, I, he, that fucking Moby got rich just at the right time, too. Like He had one album right at the end of when people were still buying albums in the late oh, 90s. And it sold, that electronic music. Yeah, it had one song on it, and the guy made a fucking zillion dollars. And now he can – because he's in a position in the world where he can fucking eat peas and bulgur weed and fucking – and fucking cucumbers all the time that he's somehow better than people that are that consume meat and guess what the only reason we exist is because we consume meat we were fucking neanderthal hunting and gathering barely but then we learned how to cook meat and suddenly our fucking brains grew huge and we got mad smart that's the the only reason that you're allowed to be vegan you little bitch is because we fucking ate meat. Your ancestors ate meat that made us smart enough for you to be a fucking vegan cocksucker. Uh, okay, he said, he said, I simply have no patience for anyone who mocks another's suffering or who, who believes that another's suffering is less than their own. And he was, that was like a subtweet to Bourdain and his, because he had said some other stuff about him before. Um, so, Fuck Moby. Fuck you forever, Moby. You're a fucking little bitch. 
a man died and just because he ate a different kind of food than you doesn't mean that he was more he was he his death is any less sad than someone who chooses not to eat meat go fuck yourself right um speaking of vegans yes so this this barbecue was out of control in terms of not not yes. in terms of being like a wild party i'm totally michelle okay and, with anybody that wants to be vegan by the way go on right michelle invited just so many people an insane amount of people and well, it's getting to be one, summer it's fun people are outside the weather's nice so that's one, barbecue one family they're they're all vegan she brings oh, like shit. vegan vegan dogs and vegan burgers you know, and i'm, they, I'm they fine the but grill? well that was the thing i could yeah. see her sort of eyeballing the grill and yeah. look it's it's gonna share it's gonna share space with with the yeah. burgers and dogs right that but, stuff cooks off. I mean, come on. Yeah, but those vegan dogs, I don't know. How can you know when it's cooked? Yeah, there's no grease in it. You don't it's know. It's so yeah. looking. Yeah. It just, it, it's, it's a very odd thing. And I wasn't sure what to do, so I just kind of kept it on there for a period of time. And then yeah. it changed colors from like an orange to a green. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not like the color of any food you've ever eaten. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, I was, I was not going to change the whole day around or change the grill formulation uh, set up for, for the, a few things, but you know, I didn't have a problem cooking it, but I had no idea what, what was done and what was done. No, you just throw it on there for a few minutes and then it's just like kind of here, here you go. It's weird that they have to, that, um, that vegans, eat things that that they make things shaped into meat shapes it's kind right, of like a, do- a hot dog i mean that's not a that's not a shape of anything but right. it's yeah it's weird that you would want it resembling a hot dog it's it's kind At of least the burger patty yeah kind of thing i i get that a little more because it's just it it's functional like a sandwich size but the dog is odd to me it's like it's kind of like lesbians who I also endorse, who they're like, we have no need for men. We love women. We're only into women. Honey, strap on that big black dick and shove it in my ass. You know, it's like. Uh, sort of like that. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not, maybe the, not the, the same. The hot dog shape. I mean, there, there, is, a, there is a shape. We're, we're, we're kind right. of going with the shape. So I'll give you that. Yes. I don't know. It's just like, it's if you're not into meat, you don't have to eat I'm, yeah, vegetables I'm, shaped into meats. That's and there I'm was saying. other stuff there. Yeah. You, you didn't. Yeah. There yeah. Was Have a salad. Thing. Right. I, I mean, I, I fancy a good salad. I don't mind a salad at all. I love it. Hey, people that follow me on Instagram. Hold on. could have a shower right before bed Or maybe take an Uber and get some loaded On my Insta story Don't be boring on my Instagram Yeah! I feel like that was a little loud. That might clip out on the, on the playback. Um, I often make salad stories. See, you know, oh, that sounds on, great. You miss that sounds- so much, Ed. There's... there's one time you know, I mean, it's funny. You made an Instagram story this weekend because you mentioned it earlier in the show. Yeah. But you knew I wouldn't see it. 
you sent me the picture of that guy with the dick tattoo. No, it was, yesterday, it was yesterday at the gym. It was I said like I made the video, and while I was standing there next to the guy, I sent you the video, and I was like, "Look at this!" Because it was and too as good it to be moved true. around, it, it looked even more dick like. It looks the guy's <laughs> tattoo looks so much like a dick that I could not figure out what it was meant to be other than a dick. I mean, obviously it's not a dick. It's got kind of like a skull head. There was some stuff around it, but it was yeah. clearly a penis. It was it almost looked like the nose of something, like an elephant trunk maybe, but it was it was looked it had a a tip. It had a a cock tip on the end. It seemed like he lost a bet. It was really weird. It was right there on his arm, and he was... And he's, he's showing it off. Right. He was in a sleeveless... covered it with a regular T-shirt. Right. All he had to do was wear a regular T-shirt. And I was a little worried because, I mean, I did... Like, I saw that guy at the gym. There's potential that I could see him again, and there's potential that someone locally could see that on my Instagram okay. and go, hey, I know that guy, and, like, alert him to my presence. But it was just You'd too be like good. that playmate who recorded the... Right, the right. But he, yeah, he wasn't... But he was... I know he wa- he was showing off right. his sleeve. This was not a shower situation. I didn't do I didn't do anything I, I below board. <laughs> okay, one more thing before he we wanted get- to flaunt his dick tattoo, so and you helped him flaunt it. He's so proud of that dick tattoo. It's shocking. Wore a sleeveless shirt, so why would he have a problem with you posting it online? Unbelievable. Uh, okay, and one more thing. I was reading for some reason. I don't know why I was reading this. I never read about sports, but I was reading about how uh, a story on the big lead, shout out to the big lead about how the, the, uh, pl- the play for the Celtics might be to trade Kyrie Irving. And I'm like, well, let's get him over the Lakers. That's what, what got me into reading the story. And, but then I, there was this quote in the story and, uh, I just want to see what you think of it. Here's the quote. To add fuel to the fight. Oh, so they were saying, hey, he wasn't even, he didn't even really like show up to their playoff games because he was injured. But it was like, usually, even if you're injured, you sit there in your suit and you're- He wasn't even there? Yeah, I guess he wasn't there. So listen to this. To add fuel to the fire, Irving was absent from the Celtics sideline for much of the playoffs, including the Eastern Finals. At the end of the playoff run- he got an elective surgery on his face what? and missed game seven. Are that's, we, that's really what are we, are we dealing with a diagonal sleeper here? Like is that's, what that seems like an odd time to schedule. He got a nose job or an eye job or something yeah. like what, elective face surgery. I mean, there's only a couple of those, right? <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, shave off a little bit on his chin. Did he have a bump on his nose? Like what's what is that all about? An elective face surgery? I need I need an eye team investigation. Somebody's got to get to the bottom of this. What the fuck did Kyrie, Kyrie Irving might be dribbling out of bounds, huh? Yes. I mean, <laughs> early botanist potentially. It's a very yeah. very interesting thing. It, it's a curious thing to know about He's anybody. A little too much chimney sweeping, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, what are you? Hey, guys, I can't make that golf round on Sunday. Oh, what's going on? Uh, not, it's not a big deal. I'm having elective surgery on my face. It's a very weird thing. And it's, it, it is a, it, hey, basketball is a team sport. That's a real dick move. The most well, important the game guys. of the year, and you, you can't even guys. cheer for your guys. Yeah, you got to be with the guys. You got, you're part of a team. Uh, that's why I always hated Jack Morris. 
He w- he wouldn't go to away games. He'd only show up. True. That was the eighties. Pretty sure. Well, yeah, he he would. Yeah. Only, he also had awful statements to women, but um, he was he was definitely a guy that like only showed up on game day. He, he maybe even yeah in the World Series. I think he's he also even, yeah he's also a guy who's who just recently I think maybe even this year made the Hall of Fame based on one Game Seven start in the World Series. <laughs> he had one really good start in the World Series, and then you look at his career, and you're like, "Oh, he's a, like a slightly better than average pitcher." He's, yeah, he's, that compiler guy. Yeah, well, he's in the Hall of Pretty Good. He's like not yeah. definitely not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the wing with the Negro, Phil Negro, yes. and all the uh, Bert Blylevin, exactly. all those guys. Yeah, Blylevin hung on. I think Blylevin won like. 298 games or something like he came pretty close to 300 <laughs> at least i think don sutton got, got 300 but he had to hang around and get a bunch of eight win seasons for the last like right nine years nobody nobody showed up bought tickets because don sutton was in town no definitely not um speaking of buying tickets and speaking mm-hmm. of heroic sports figures this is a guy that acted on his conscience. This is a guy that was at the fucking top of the game when the, his game was the biggest fucking game in the world. And he, he made a choice because it was something that he believed very firmly in. And it cost him a good chunk of the prime of his career and really almost cost him everything. What's going on with Muhammad Ali? Um, Cash is clay. Yeah. One thing to also think about when people are discussing the move of of him being the conscientious objector, he could have gone and gotten bullshit, some bullshit assignment. Oh, just like, like Elvis. Were, no, just like right. Elvis. It was he right. would not have. Oh, gone you'll be in Germany. Combat. You'll be in Germany during the Korean War. No, they only that, they, they only send poor people to die in combat. They don't they don't send and famous Lee was making champions. Yeah. Lots of white guys, lots of money. Of course. He was not going anywhere no. to get hurt. Nope. And the, and but it did inspire one of the great George Carlin routines. Yeah. Well, if you if you don't want to kill, we're not going to let you fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So before uh, this will tie into our current administration, but yeah. uh. Before helping Kim Jong-un make propaganda videos this weekend, former game show host Donald Trump went a little pardon crazy last week. He pardoned former game show contestants like Rod Blagojevich and oh, Martha Stewart. Blagojevich did get pardoned? I think he was just ta- – I thought he was just talking about doing he was it. He just bandying the name about? Yeah. I don't I think, know. No, I don't think but he no, actually pardoned it. He said he might. I might. Nobody liked that guy. No. Nobody did. And he was a Democrat, so it's not like there was some sort of political angling for this. It's because he was on his game show. Right. Also, they got him on tape. He's like, hey. Oh, he was a huge piece of shit yeah, trying to what sell are you Obama's give me? vacant yes. seat. Yeah. Um, and then he also talked about his right to – he asserted his right to pardon himself. Yeah. And then he par- talked about pardoning the late Muhammad Ali like he did with Jack Johnson after uh, Rocky convinced him to do it. Right. Here's, here's a quote. He was, look, he was not very popular then. Certainly his memory is popular now, Trump said. He was thinking, quote, very seriously about pardoning Ali as well as hold on, other. Hold on. He was not very popular then. He was the most popular athlete in the world. But it is true. He was the most hated man in America when he right. 
because Vietnam was to go. Yeah. People were pro Vietnam until like 71. Right. Then they look back and they're thinking, Hey, what the eh, fuck are actually, we doing over there? This is no making no sense. We're losing. This is terrible, but it took a long time. Uh, and he's considering uh, very seriously about pardoning Ali as well as other folks that have some sentences that aren't fair. Now, there's one small problem with that. Muhammad Ali's record is completely clean. Ali's former attorney, Ron Tweel, responded, We appreciate President Trump's sentiment, but a pardon is unnecessary, Tweel said in a statement. There is no conviction for which a pardon is needed. Now, Brian, do you think Frederick Douglass will soon see a pardon from the Oval Office before he dies? Oh, that could be next. Like if it's if it gets headlines. I mean, good guy, I've heard he's a good guy. It's it's. I'll give it to Trump. Like none of this shit sticks to him. Like it's like he does. This isn't. That wasn't like the eighth dumbest thing he did that week. A day. Yeah. Like it's 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 it's. <laughs> and Trump would have hated Ali. He, he think about think about the Kaepernick all all the NFL protests. Course, that yeah. was nothing compared to what Ali was doing. Yeah, I I have a lot of respect for Trump in that sense where he just says the stupidest fucking shit and he just keeps on moving like nothing sticks to him. Nothing. Nobody. He's failed forward. Right. He, nobody cares, but he, he has read the room. Like he gets this part of it and all of us are fucking way behind. He is ahead of the game where he's like, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want because the, it's going to land on the ears of the right people. And the people that fucking support him are sucking his dick every single fucking day. He's more popular than he's ever been. And it's, we're the fucking dummies, us, that we that sit here and go, oh, I can't believe he did that shit. I can't believe he said that shit. What? It benefits him. Like saying he's going to pardon Muhammad Ali, who's not, who's, uh, you know, has no crime to be pardoned from. It's that like, we think that's stupid. Everyone else that looks at him and goes, oh, this fucking guy's amazing. Cause nothing sticks to the man. I'm on board with Donald Trump, obviously. <laughs> Great guy. He's my the guy. best. Yeah. He's making deals. He's, he's doing great it's things. Huge deals. I will point out. I think Ali is one of the more commendable sports heroes in history. For sure. However, he was a real piece of shit to Joe Frazier, who was a good yeah. guy, helped him out when he was down, yeah. lent him money, treated him, called him a gorilla, called him yeah. Uncle Tom. Not cool. Uh, yeah, I think he got caught up in the character of himself a lot, right. and that's uh, that's unfortunate. Right. Joe Frazier was a good man. Yeah, he was a good dude. Um, all right, let's 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 go over to baseball. And as things tend to ha- do, they, the nerds kind of took over. Uh, it got a little out of hand on a base- baseball-centric Facebook group called Effectively Wild. A guy named Dan Mancini posted a poll saying, the Nationals are 35 and 25, the Braves are 36 and 26, and the Cubs are 34 and 24. These teams are... Choice A was 10 games over 500. Choice B was five games over 500. Okay. Oh, I get it. I get it. So one guy correctly pointed out that each team would have to lose 10 straight games to get to 500. So they are 10 games over 500. Yeah, that would be – that's the conventional wisdom. Change my mind, Ed. Uh Change my mind. And some nerd named Dan Mulligan stepped in and wrecked everything. Baseball convention says 10. 
My math major mind says five. Oh, no. Then the situation devolved into a discussion from nerds arguing that games above 500 could either mean how many more wins the sample teams have, have than a 500 team that has played the same number of total games, which is five, or it can mean how many games it would take for the sample teams to fall to 500 if they lost every game. Brian, why are some people such ter- terrible conversationalists? I, this, it really like shuts down the thing. I don't think like Dan Mulligan. They should, just, they should they should just deactivate that entire baseball page. Dan Mulligan, he probably killed it in math major, but I don't, I don't think uh, he's killed it with the ladies in life. That's just a guess. <laughs> no, and and also His math major mind. One one of us one of us here in this conversation got an 800 or close to an 800 on the math portion of their SAT. <laughs> so would you, are you inclined to agree with Dan Mulligan's math mind, Ed? 10 games over 500. That's, That's it's not even a question. Right. It's yeah. 50% like 500, 500, is 50, 500 50. would be 25 and 25. Yeah. And then you win 10 games and you're 35 and 25. Yep. 10 or games if over you're at 35 and, and 25. You would have to lose 10 games to get back to 500. I saw it's not I, even a question. I saw um there was an argument Okay, this is embarrassing, but I follow Keith Olbermann on Twitter. Here's the thing. I follow people briefly and then I just never unfollow them. And I'm not I don't not real active on Twitter, but I did see a, a retweet from Keith Olbermann. And it he's was He's a smart guy. So he's you, a smart guy, but he's a douche. He's and, a douche, but I, I I suppose you could get some interesting facts. And someone I know that's met him said he is like low key, super obese, but he hides it really well with like the suits he wears and the angles that they get him. Like, I think he's just has that kind of fat where it's like all really around the gut. He doesn't carry it in the face. And I don't now I can't attest to this, but it's if anybody's out there, anybody gets close to Keith Olbermann in the New York City area. Let me know if he's real fat. Uh, but what I was going to say is he had, there was a debate and I don't know where I fall on this. Striking out the side. Does that mean that you, oh. that you retire three up, three down all via strikeout? Or does that mean that every out made the three outs made in the inning are all made by strikeout? And I'm, I'm inclined yeah. to say, Striking out the side, it's you still you you if you strike out all three if you strike out all three outs in your half of the inning, isn't that striking out the side? No, that that's what it. it well, change my me, mind. To me, you got to strike out all the batters you face. That's striking out the side. The side is three because up, three down. if you give up two home runs but you have yeah. three strikeouts, yeah. you struck out the side. That just means you got three outs. Via strikeout, the, the, striking right, out the side means like when when they go into the commercial break and they see coming up these three batters, those three guys struck out. Right, striking out that's, the side. I mean, that's what it means to me. I think I was with because you're with Keith Olbermann, and I think I had always thought of it. Well, I'll be honest, I think about cool stuff mostly, so I, I had never really thought of this. Um, so I was kind of I. The way it was presented, I was like, well, it's striking out the side. You get all three guys via strikeout. But then you and Keith Olbermann put it the other way, and I think I've been bent to that way of thinking. Three up, three down, all by strikeout. That's striking out the side. Just just think of striking out the side sounds like you did something great. 
Yeah. If you gave up three runs in a half inning, it's not great. Or in an inning's worth of work, not a half inning. Right. In an inning's worth of work, that's not great. So striking yes. outside should only be under a, a great situation. Agreed. That's the most sports we've ever seen. Yeah, I'm getting a little lightheaded. Yes. Uh, okay, Let's go else? into a sort of sport. Okay. CrossFit. I mean, those guys are in good shape, but here it's, it, it, it is great athleticism, or, but it's, yeah. Have you ever, well, to quote Kenny Powers, I play real sports like baseball. I ain't trying to be the best at exercising. Um, if you've ever caught, like I will tune in if the CrossFit game, it's kind of like World's Strongest Man. If you're at a bar and CrossFit games are oh, on, yeah, yeah. you're watching I, it. I, I like that kind of shit in the background. So those guys are in, those guys are in amazing shape, but these CrossFitters, it's such a religion to these people because what they don't want to admit is that the guys that compete in the CrossFit games are fucking juicing more than Jose Canseco in his prime. Like these guys are on so many fucking Diana balls and triazolols and Winstrals and HGH and but just the average Joe guys. Yeah, when, oh, the there worst. are there are there are a bunch of CrossFit gyms in Hoboken. Yeah, and one of them is right next to a supermarket that I sometimes walk to, like two blocks away. Yeah. So I'll ha- I'll just be walking down the sidewalk and they'll be doing like their run with the brick or wh- whatever they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yes. And th- they're all put out that I'm using their their workout sidewalk. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buddy. buddy. This is <laughs> this is me and Hoboken Jesus sidewalk too. Yeah. <laughs> this belongs to me too. <laughs> Fuck off. It is it is very cultish and um it's I, I mean, it's a fucking killer workout because you almost die every time. But if you're a guy like me in your 40s, you're for sure going to get hurt doing that. Like, it's not it's a little too heavy. Duty. And one of my good friends does it. And he, he has said in the past, oh, you would love it. You know, being with with uh, with other people in your group really motivates you. Yeah. And I have to keep saying, you do know that my least favorite thing in the world would be is to have somebody cheering me on or working out with yeah. someone I like that's a that's as solitary uh, an effort as i have in life you, i just you're like you do know you're talking to edward daly right yeah you know, i don't like you're texting somebody else on or yeah. i want to be by myself with my headphones on yeah. i don't want to hear anybody's voice yeah what's but going anyway, on at crossfit so check out this title which almost derails the whole story CrossFit Chief Knowledge Officer. Oh my God. <laughs> Russell Berger took to Twitter recently to express his support for a CrossFit gym in Indianapolis that chose to cancel an LGBT event this week that was planned for Pride Month. Now, here's his uh, quote As someone who personally believes celebrating Pride is a sin, I'd like to personally encourage cro- uh, hashtag CrossFit infiltrate for standing by their convictions and refusing to host an indie pride workout the intolerance of the lgbtq ideology toward any alternative views is mind-blowing he added the tactics of some of some in the lgbtq movement toward dissent is an existential threat to 
to freedom of expression. Uh, a lack of tolerance for disagreement, which has been replaced with bullying Twitter mobs, promising consequences, should be concerned regardless of your political stance. Right. As expected, yeah. this little tweet storm went over like a turd in a punch bowl. Berger was given the boot Wednesday, just hours after the homophobic Twitter rant. Oh, good. And what about the First Amendment? Press- CrossFit, yeah, that's right. CrossFit CEO Greg Glassman, in an interview with BuzzFeed News, said he needs to take a big dose and shut the fuck up and hide out for a while. <laughs> well, it sounds like he was a real douche around the office. Like, if this guy was beloved, this Greg Glassman who invented CrossFit would be like, hey, listen, you know, he's got some views and we're going to do some diversity training. But when they just come out and go, hey, you're fucking fired. And oh, by the way, you need to shut the fuck up. And they say that publicly. Well, he's a douche. Like, they, yeah. they, they've been looking to get rid of him for a while. Exactly. So, I think this is a good time to examine some stuff. Brian, while that chief knowledge officer is having that dose of shut the fuck up in solitude, will he be living a pure life or will he be a sinner for doing things like cutting his hair, mingling linen and woolen, eating from a mixed garden, touching dogs, drinking alcohol, being around immodestly dressed women, masturbating or pulling out or using a condom? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's they they pick and choose, you know. They want to. They want to be pious some days. They don't. You can't celebrate pride. Don't have pride is a sin or something. But the other shit they forget about. Right. There's a million rules, but they hang on to the homosexuality right. thing. That one line right. in the 500 page book or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just let people be. Like be prideful. Have some, and have some pride. In the story, I clicked on. I clicked on, I guess, a link to his Twitter. Yeah. And Russell the, the, something. Yeah. Burger. And the, the tweet, the first tweet that was there was Washington Post story about it. Yeah. And it says something like, I've given my one, one statement to the Washington Post. Please refer to this oh, yeah. as my answer. And I read the Post story and his, his, Statement was like a one sentence thing that just said, "Oh, they're sinners." Yeah. Oh, thanks, just, buddy. Imagine just—I mean, it's cool to have your beliefs or whatever, but just imagine. What's the point of that? that? You're just so much better because the God you chose. Somebody, somebody wrote a book. You know, four thousand years later, after the God you chose bounced. And it said something about men should not lay with men or whatever. And you're just, you've held on to that for so long. And now you look at the modern world and you go, oh no, I'm better than these people. Like I look around and I see these people and they, they chose to be that. Like, I don't know about you, Ed, but I'm pretty into like titties, butts. (laughs) Butts can be. I like uh, either way. I mean, I like pretty much every part of the woman, like top to bottom. And that was never, that was never like really a choice for me. I never had a discussion with myself where I'm like, all right, fucking 12 (laughs) years old. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Could go one direction or the other. I think I'm going to be into chicks and that's just, I'm going to stick to it. And you know, it's I forget yeah. which comedian. I think it's Ted Alexandro when he was talking about homosexuality as a choice. And he said, 
if if you uh, if an airline says, well, if you want to fly to Indianapolis, you have the choice of taking a layover in Chicago. That's a choice. Yeah. But if if somebody tells you on the way to vagina, you you have a choice if you want to stop at Penis World. Yeah. You're not doing that. That's not a choice. No, no it's so dumb. Um, and speaking of people, meat eaters, some guy, and I don't, I probably should have read this before, but I want to see, it feels like a Germany sort of thing. So I don't, I'm just going to guess Germany and then I'm going to start reading. I'll just read the headline. This guy served his friend's. Tacos made from his own amputated leg. Quote, mm. one friend had to spit me into a napkin. Now, Ed, I've been, I've been spit out before, but it wasn't my flesh. <laughs> if you could taste human flesh in an ethical way, would you? No. End of story. Nope. It's the kind of question you ask after watching Silence of the Lambs stoned. No matter how you respond, you never expect anyone to hold you to your answer. But in a recent Reddit post, always the fucking the dregs of the universe are going. Somebody's like, you got to promote your podcast on Reddit. And I'm like, how do you even do that? And like, is it, are they going to come after me? What goes on over there? I'm terrified by it. Someone shared a story of a motorcycle crash that put him face to face with the hypothetical that no one has ever discussed. When a car hit his bike and sent him careening into a nearby forest, his foot was shattered to the point that he would never walk on it again. When the doctor asked if he wanted to amputate, his one question was, can I keep it? This can't be real. The doctor said yes on Sunday, July 10th, 2016, three weeks after the accident. Would he keep it in the freezer? Uh, no. Did he age it? Did he take I think did he, he go froze like, it. Did he go to like frozen. Peter Luger's where they aged the steaks 28 oh. days or whatever? He prefers to remain anonymous, invited 10 of his most open-minded friends to a special brunch. They ate apple strudel, quiche puff pastries, fruits. Tarts. This is very. Whoa. This is all desserts he- except for the quiche and chocolate cake. Wait, he's gay, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. Why did you say that? Because quiche, apple strudel, apple strudel. It's it's, it's a delicious. I'm just saying, pastry. a couple of buddies. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, come over. Go, come over hey, for a strudel. I'm gonna go whip up some apple strudel. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Rocco. Why don't you come by my place this weekend? I'm I'm making a strudel. <laughs> Oh, I got strudel and quiche on. What do you got? <laughs> they, oh, it's getting worse. That Love a good quiche. They, but also he was riding a motorcycle, so it's – I don't know. I don't know if it's, <laughs> it fits the stereotype. They drank gin, lemonade, punches, mm-hmm. and mimosas. Okay. All right. Well, you still want to take the other side on this and, one? And then the main course came out. <laughs> <laughs> Fajita tacos made from his severed human limb. The United States doesn't have a federal law banning cannibalism. Idaho is the only state in which the simple act of eating human flesh can land you in prison. Laws against murder, buying and selling human meat, and corpse desecration make cannibalism difficult but technically legal in the other 49 states. 
Ed, how would your uh, barbecue guests feel knowing that their veggie burgers were grilled on the same grill as a human foot? (laughs) This is why, although the story says his friends were on board with it. Yeah, they were into it. His 10 open-minded friends. Can you imagine yeah. if a buddy floated that idea? Hey, uh, going to whip up my foot for everybody to eat tonight. You you in? That's the end of the friendship. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, like a that's like a that's buddy a saying, "Hey, I'm going to go fuck a cow." That's, you know, we've done stories in the past where like two guys are caught fucking a cow. Yeah. So somebody had to approach the other guy and right. say, Hey, let's let's go manhandle. It's, it's it's always it's always a little weird when two human brains agree to something like so preposterous and horrible. You had ten guys. Sure, they were drunk off of their mimosas and fruity drinks, but I this is this is reason number one why I don't eat baked goods. <laughs> yeah. I do have friends that I could trust. Right. But for example, this this barbecue this weekend, somebody had brought what looked like a delicious platter of brownies. But I wasn't sure where it came from, so I had to pass. I passed on the brownies cuz I wasn't sure which family brought them. What do you mean? What do you mean like you're con- you're concerned about the cleanliness of certain people's domiciles or what's the I mean I brownies delicious. I love brownies, but I don't do just random baked goods. I need to know which family it came from. Now, <laughs> half the people there, I've probably eaten dinner at their house. I I trust, but there's some people I met that day. Yeah, and so you just don't Sheldon know. Bites, just... Oh, their kids are in our class. Like, I don't yeah. know these people. Not eating their shit. Yeah. What? Somebody. What? Somebody. Somebody <laughs> could be bringing a piece of oh, I had a toe amputated. I thought uh, I put brownies. I mean, I don't think that's very likely, Ed. Not likely, but guess what? I haven't eaten human body parts. Well, I don't. I mean, I eat whatever at anybody's house if it looks good. I'm eating it, but I, and I'm pretty sure I haven't consumed any body parts either. Or and I show, I show. I'm like, I'm like, uh. uh a casino uh, pit boss. I show everybody what's coming out, what's going on the grill. I don't, I don't have a secret Tupperware that I'm pulling out ingredients. They can see I'm just doing it by the book. Um, yeah, yeah. You're just you're trustworthy. Like people know there's not going to be a toe in your. Pasta there might salad. have been in that in the salad somebody brought. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to find out. Yeah, you don't know 100%. Um, Ed, this next story, it reminds me, we never discussed um, the New Jersey superintendent who was the uh, school superintendent who was shitting daily on a high school track. Do you remember this story? I, it yes, was, my, it was a big sto- my brother-in-law used to work with that guy. Yeah, we were just dis- we were discussing. And he just we- said, 
He wasn't well liked. We were, we were, we didn't talk about it. I think it was a week that we like did a movie or something. And right. so it didn't, it didn't come up, but apparently he was going to a high school track and every morning taking a dump. Well, I think he would do a morning run. Right. And his, it would hit him. And sometimes that does happen when you're running. And I'm not, I'm not going to pretend it hasn't happened to me on a run because it has. I, but not it, every it day. Has for me as well. Yeah. Not, but, not but daily. The, but the, the fact that you could set your watch to this meant it was an act of aggression. Um, yeah. So, well, it's apparently it doesn't happen just in suburban New Jersey. Also, this guy was a pretty young guy and he was a superintendent of a school district, which I believe pays like a buck and a half a year. Like it's not also usually you have to be like a PhD to get a job like that. So it's, this guy was a professional. Yeah, it's, dude. A good, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. And it's a, like a lifetime gig and it's like real good benefits. You work for the school district. Like shit's going pretty good for you. If you've achieved superintendent of a big school district. Anyway, we never talked about that, but now it, now there's another one. Australia, where it's, they're just wild down there. They're just, they're feral, basically. It's Thunderdome. Man dubbed Australia's poo jogger resigns from corporate role. Again, this is another sting operation of a jogger, Ed. A Brisbane corporate manager who was alleged to be a serial public defecator after being photographed with his pants down on a suburban street has quit his job. Andrew Douglas McIntosh, 64, was dubbed the poo jogger (laughs) after a story in the newspaper generated enormous interest from the internet. Here's the thing. This is what happens. The same thing happens to serial killers. Once the media gets hold of it, they're going to catch you. Like people are going to know who you are, especially if there's some video. Once you hear people just asking around, yeah, it's, you got to stop. You, you got to you gotta move. You, you, first, you, you got to stop. <clears throat> then maybe change your appearance, change up your routine, because people are going to figure out who it is. Macintosh was also a member of the Brisbane Council Advisory Board, which I don't sounds like the the sounds like city council or something. He came to the attention of police after a sting operation by a local resident who set out to catch a jogger suspected of relieving himself on the footpath outside an apartment block more than 30 times. Macintosh was photographed on 11 May outside the Logan Road block in the south side suburb of Green Slopes. He has been charged with one count of public nuisance. His former employer confirmed in a statement that Macintosh had resigned. The guy's lost his job. He's, I mean, this is an affliction, right, Ed? Like these, this is at least the third serial shitter we've talked about. Remember that one lady in Colorado? I don't think. Oh, right. And they had good video of her. I don't think she was ever caught to my knowledge. No, but it's, it's a thing now. Uh, yeah. Um, what was, they'd never ask maybe because these guys are just hiding behind lawyers, but 
I never seemed to get the answer of what what was the end game. Well, it has to be a compulsion, right? It's like um, you just there's something about but you're it. You picking, have to but do. You're it. picking a specific spot. Yeah, it's you're, you're you're choosing. That's an act of aggression. It really is. So, like, what what were you what were you like doing? You're mad at those apartments or something. You're or someone that lives there. Like, there's it's there. You have something going on in your brain where you associate some type of negative feelings with a person or place for whatever reason. And you're, and you're not, you're not a murderer. I mean, you're almost a murderer in some ways you're worse than a murderer. Um, but so you, you act out in a different way with your excrement. (laughs) Well, I'm sure it was worth it for this guy, the executive. I mean, he's an older guy. The the New Jersey guy, he was like in his early forties. What's what's that guy going to do? I, I mean, yeah, especially like you're in the education field, right? You're an administrator. You're yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to go get another job somewhere doing something, and people are gonna it's Google not, you. It's not gonna be in the education community. No, you can't be. No, you're gonna have to start out. Be working at IHOB. Yeah, I'm really annoyed at that. Don't get me going on IHOB. I have a feeling. Is that an East Coast? Only gonna, Do they have those on the it's East Coast? Gonna, yeah. yeah. It's going to last a week. Like, oh, this yeah. was the plan all along. It's a along. stunt. Right. Everyone now knows they serve shitty burgers. But it's not. That can't be the, the final. It'll be IHOP. Yeah, I mean, they serve shitty pancakes, too. I guess there's no reason to go into an IHOP or IHOP. Any of the above. The only reason to go there... Because you're drunk. When my buddy Spence's girlfriend was a waitress there when we were like 19 and everything was free and we just go load up on breakfast all stoned and hung over. That's, that's a reason to go there. That's a pretty good reason. Get some extra sides of bacon, gratis, comped, Get just whatever you want. Doesn't matter. I remember being in high school and knowing a guy who worked at a bagel place. Oh, the best. And then at the end of the day, he would just Say here, here's like two dozen bagels, and it'd be all tough. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah, you're when you're poor in high school, you just think that's the coolest thing. You just sit there and eat eight hard, <laughs> stale bagels. Oh, oh, dude i I used to work at Soup Plantation, as we've discussed on the show. That's right. And I'd get off work on a Friday night, and I'd take the leftover muffins. I'd take a big sack of those leftover muffins, and I'd take them over to my friend's house give them to their mom and i i still to this day people will tell me oh my mom remembers when you used to come over with the muffins the muffin man yeah, whatever like like it's been 30 years like they they're like what happened to the muffins you're not coming over with the muffins anymore you used to bring all those blueberry muffins over but the same the same i would hook my friends up i'd be like hey just come in the back door because there was like a back patio. I'm like, just come in the back door and I'll give you somebody else's receipt. And you just start loading up on food because it was a, it was a buffet thing. So you came through, you paid, and then you were allowed to return and just keep loading up on food. So all my high friends would come in and they would just gorge themselves, much like the bulimic lady did every Sunday on the soup plantation food. Uh, Ed, it is – oh, I got to sneeze. 
Oh my god. Come on, bring it. If I hadn't have said any, oh my god. Are you a hold-in guy? No, I'm not. I'm definitely, I'm a let-out guy. A sneeze, uh, a sneeze is a, a tremendous reward. Um, almost as good as sex. It I really is. Oh, it's the best. Um, if I hadn't have said anything, it would come out. Okay. And it is time. Joining us now. Our very own pop culture correspondent. She is just a few feet from me in the other room. And yet has not responded to multiple texts. Think she hears me now. You want to hear a great tweet from David Cross? Yeah, I love David Cross. He just, I guess, you know how you get these notifications? David Cross just tweeted after being away from Twitter for a while. No. You get like, oh, yeah. you get weird notifications. I have, I have all my notifications turned off for every app. Go on. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, it says, I'm back on Twitter. Been a while. Is America still a shining beacon of morality and a champion of basic human rights? Going to kick back and watch Roseanne tonight if anyone wants to get together. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's so funny. Uh, joining, me now, joining us now, it's everybody's favorite pop culture correspondent. She comes on. She tells us what is going on in the news. I've made sure she's got her own glass of water. Her name is Fancy Sauce. How are you today? Fancy Sauce is the is the Hi. is the mic hey, Kate. To, is hey, the is the mic at the right height? No, 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 no don't mess with it. It appears to. And you be. have a bit to wet your whistle mm-hmm. and you're all ready to go. Yep, I've been uh, drinking cold brew for a couple of hours oh, now. Oh, this Ed, you're not a coffee drinker, but um Fancy Sauce is a coffee drinker as am I, but I can't have coffee past I say 3 p.m. is the cutoff. What uh, was. Yeah, 3 p.m. is the cutoff for me. It's your delicate sensibilities. I can't fall asleep. And meanwhile, this this Cato Fancy Sauce She'll have coffee at like six o'clock and be snoozing like easy at ten p.m. Like no problem. That's true. Also, she falls asleep in ten seconds. It annoys me. That's that's no me. End. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Yeah, Michelle Michelle gets annoyed with that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Call back to our earlier story. Yes. What what can you tell us about Brisbane? Brisbane is on the east coast of Australia, is it not, yeah, Kate? Brizzy's the is uh, the capital of the state called Queensland, which is on the northeast coast of Australia. Yeah, is it is it Bogan Bris- Country? It's near yes, the Northern Territories. Definitely Bogan Country. Yeah, Brizzy, lo- Brisbane is also known as Bris Vegas in oh, Australia. Oh, do they have yeah. casinos there? Yes, the Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. Um, Brisbane's Gold Coast is uh, lots of casinos, and it's a bit sort of like. Um, Sort of like a Miami Vegasy vibe. Would uh, so it could be like a trashy executive from that story. Yeah. Would it Would it surprise you to know that a um, a local resident was um, serially shitting up a footpath there, which I believe is what you guys call a sidewalk? I mean, that surprises me. Anywhere. Anywhere. It also happened in New Jersey, Ed's home state. Of New yeah. Jersey. I get home Del, I believe. This into me. It's like pushing into my hand. Oh, I need you up on the mic. I need you. I'm as close That's to good. it as That's I'm That's good. Right be. there. Just how you're doing it right there is perfect. Mike bullied every week. <laughs> well, I mean, every week. we've done this 224 times. Uh, let's read some email. A lot of people reaching out this week. Hey, all. 
Hope everyone is enjoying summertime. Down where I live, it gets extremely warm. See this son of a bitch? He's, well, hold on. I'll say it in a second. Down where I live, it gets extremely warm. So warm that we spend a lot of time down at the local watering hole. Which brings me to my question. What is your favorite swimming stroke? I'm more of a backstroke guy myself, patiently awaiting your response. Your friend, Trav in the Braz. See, he did a thing there because we've, this guy Trav in the Braz, he reaches out and he, but he calls himself Trav in the Braz. And the Braz is not a colloquial known. Nobody knows what the Braz is. What is the Braz? Nebraska? I never, had we thought of that, Ed? I don't think we had thought of that. Nebraska. But he said, now now he's just, he's giving hints here. He says, down where I live, it gets extremely warm. Down wouldn't be Nebraska because that would be. I feel like a lot of centrally. Our, yeah, I feel like a lot of our Houston listeners were like, "This is like Brazos County, something Braz County in right uh, in Texas." So I don't know. I'm, just, but I'd rather not. I'd rather he not tell me because it's going to be such a disappointment when we find out. Ed, you were a lifeguard. What is your favorite swimming stroke? I was a pretty good swimmer as a kid. I believe it. Um, you're an, You're an athlete. I hated breaststroke because it's the slowest stroke. It is. It's so boring, boring. to watch in the Olympics. Like you yeah. work your ass off a lot of and work. you don't go anywhere. Yep. And even in the Olympics, it's it's the most boring. Um, I could never do butterfly. Tough stroke. I was, I was a good just freestyle front. Yeah, just regular swimmer. So you go with freestyle I stroke. Can, I can. That's also I can, known uh, as the Australian crawl because we invented it. What breaststroke? You invent. You invented swimming. Freestyle. Oh, yeah. Aussie crawl. Oh, the Aussie crawl is called is freestyle. Is the Aussie crawl? Yeah. You invented the 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 correct way to so swim. Regular. You know, I'm reading this book about Benjamin Franklin. You invented that stroke, oh, I believe. I, the best. That guy's crawl. the best. But he was the best, and he, he was flippers, everything. Yeah, yeah, he was he was an avid swimmer, and it was his the great joy of his life to to introduce people to the water and to teach them to swim. And yeah, he invented flippers and little hand paddles and all different. He was obsessed with swimming. He loved to. He'd be like, "Hey, look, you want to see me swim across this river?" And people would be like, "Yeah, I guess a lot of people couldn't swim back then." And he'd be like, "Look, I'm going to swim across." And he would, he'd be on a boat and he'd just jump out and swim next to the boat. Fucking guy loved to swim. Love that guy. I I Sydney, could, Australia, Richmond. Cavill, you you are correct, Kate. Wow, the Australian crawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would like to admit now I can barely swim. Now, th- th- let me I can never do butterfly. That's like, real hard. Like I can swim, but I ne- I don't know any strokes. I guess I can do the freestyle, but I don't put my head in the water and like breathe out the side. Oh, you're like an old lady. Yeah, I, yeah, I swim like a bitch, and I go yeah. in the ocean. I body surf a lot in the ocean, and I primarily do the backstroke. So I. I paddle backwards with my flippers so I can see the wave coming at me and I know when to turn around. So I would you say hold your nose. If, like if I'm jumping in a pool or something, I might, I don't know. I to kind of blow it out. I think when I just Kate McMahon has got a good Insta story of me at the beach this weekend. Blowing. It's not out of my nose. Um, that's a good one, Trav. Here's another one. Brian. I like doggy paddle. Oh, you do. You prefer doggy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Brian Edward. Oh, I need to. 
Brian, Edward, and Fancy, although I believe this is without a doubt a five-star podcast, I am unsure whether it should fall into the category of a sports podcast. That's what I tell a lot of people. However, if I have missed something and dong talk is now an Olympic sport, well, this then this may be a multi-Emmy award-winning sports podcast. These two have an amazing ability to turn any subject matter into dong talk, if not how loud a man comes. Thank you. I do not believe you are born with this kind of talent. One has to cultivate it, and these two are masters at cultivating dong talk. So maybe this podcast doesn't exactly sound like it merits five stars. Did this guy put this on iTunes? But alas, you are wrong. With 10, maybe five minutes left in the podcast, <laughs> the real stars allowed on the show. Fancy sauce. Who is this person? Unlike these two, he puts these in quotes, <laughs> sports hosts. Who's, who's my fan? Hold on. Fancy <laughs> likes to interact send with- you some edible arrangements. Fancy likes to interact with other humanoids and loves to tell stories not involving <laughs> dongs. No matter how hard seems boring to not I talk mean, about dong. dong masters. Every now and again would be fine, but literally, Brian and Edward every time try to take her down the path of dongs <laughs> and cum volume. Very passive aggressive. She plows through her topical <laughs> subject matter with a mastery rarely heard. Simply put. Fancy sauce makes this the Ah, she's a pro makes this podcast the best around. Yours truly, (laughs) Canard in Kansas. This is the guy that wrote in with another glowing (laughs) fancy sauce. And you know what? Review a couple weeks ago. We just got murdered by Canard, just like Omar did. Yes, (laughs) he took. He got us from behind. Canard. Canard took us out. Seeing me, and thanks for really seeing my struggles for what you really are. And my talents, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, your your talent is wasted here. I've been telling you that. Uh, well, thanks for that, Canard. Canard, go on, cut and paste that. Go on iTunes and give us five stars and cut and paste right. that into the box because that's an amazing review. I love it. Right. I might need to. And by the way, we that. were. So can you post that today. on a some kind of social platform channel yes. where I can? So you, you can be shared. It. It's a lot of words. What were you saying, Ed? Are you saying the post was long? That's a bit long. Hard. I thought it was. <laughs> Pretty much exactly the right length. It was. Do you? How would you rate its firmness? I'm giving it a ten. Did it feel like it? Did it feel like it had a good amount of blood blood supply? I'm not gonna get trolled. Was it? Was it veiny? They haven't even barely said ten words. Was that a? Was that a vein? Was that a veiny email? Oh, speaking of dicks. I was listening. I mean, we're not speaking of dick. That's the thing. I was listening to I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day. Yeah, and he was he got on the subject of circumcision, and you should do that more into the microphone. The, um, I didn't do it into the microphone. He microphone now. He got onto the subject of circumcision, and he got me really bummed out about my dick. Because I have been mutilated. Yeah, you have. My 
foreskin. It's was a ridiculous thing to do. Chopped off without. It is ridiculous, trend. and yet I did it for my two sons. Me too, because it's a dumb trend. And you should stop doing. If that. I had been a little older and a little wiser, I wouldn't have done it. But my whole thinking was is that I didn't want my kid to have a weird looking dick, and but it's a, an uncircumcised, an uncut cock is just a normal looking dick. I've got the fucking mutilated dick over here. Yes. I got no foreskin. Mm-hmm. And also he was, he's like, also when you have foreskin, you have, there's like a little moisture mm-hmm. on the tip of your dick all the time. And those of us that have been cut, we got dry dick. Our dicks are all dried out, Ed. And it's, now it's all I can think about is my dry ass dick. I, I feel down there. I'm like, oh my God, this thing feels so fucking dry. Should I put some lotion on or something? I got a fucking dry dick. A dry, mutilated dick I'm walking around with every day. I will say, in defense yeah. of circumcised dicks, yeah. they're much easier to draw. That's true. That is true. That's a really right. good point. That's a, I mean, it's hard to draw yes. an uncircumcised dick. Yeah, it, just it really is. you got to draw the whole foreskin on there. Because they're like, what, what is that you're drawing? But when you can draw the, the clear-cut helmet, right. it's, it's a lot easier it's to draw. Known. And then you could put the little... But the thing is, when you're drawing a dick, you, you're drawing an erect dick. So, write. and that would be out of the the foreskin. You know, peels back around the erect. And usually, when you're drawing a dick, the, the balls are usually not representative of the way balls are. You no. put the, the two at the base on either side. Yeah. Just what just was that? Doesn't. What yeah. was that? Oh. Yes. What was that Netflix? Oh, that was really funny. We never finished. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Who drew the dicks? Who drew the dicks? Yeah, very. I recommend it. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, it is funny. Satire. It's so funny that we watch three episodes of it. No, we watch more. We <laughs> yeah. just we have a short attention span. That's for sure, especially me. I and also, fuck Westworld. I'm still watching it's, Westworld. Telly Two Putts is trying to get me into Westworld, and it's. I feel like I have oh my to God. because the millennials oh at work, I God. hear them like talking about oh it, and like God. they know what's going on. I'm like, fuck that! There I'm was, gonna watch it, and watching, I'm gonna know what's going on, were, and I'm gonna have theories, oh and I'm gonna understand. I'm gonna listen to a podcast that explains it to me. You watched a whole one, a whole Samurai World one the other night, and I was so mad at it. I'm and also, there's never any titties on it anymore. Okay, we got a bunch of email to get to. Miha sauce. Wait, did I skip one? No. We never chat. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank Un you. pregunta. Whether it be in the office or around my wife's friends, it seems that there is a common theme. If wearing an open sweater while I am talking to them, they close their sweater. Basically telling me to stop looking at their chest. This deeply offends me because I wasn't looking in the first place and then wonder if I should have been. So two-part question. One, do women knowingly close their sweater on purpose? B, for the fellas, do you experience the same sort of treatment? John of Fullerton in Huntington Beach. Kate McManus, can you answer that, please? What was the question again? Do you knowingly close your sweater when a dude rocks up? Because you think he's going to be having an examination of your chest. Oh, like a sweater with buttons? I guess. I don't know. I don't know why John's hanging wear, out with so many chicks wearing sweaters. I, don't wear I, I know what he's talking about. Cardigan sweaters. Yeah. You don't? I just wear sweaters. Just regular sweaters. Just regular sweaters. Right. I don't really. Wraps. Have anything to things close. like that. I know no, what he's talking about. Just yeah. sweaters. You don't. 
you're not you don't really you don't get my tits out at work yeah you don't wear low he's not saying at work um you know (laughs) did somebody mark the time that that 119 (laughs) um the uh you don't wear you don't typically wear low cut things but you you can put yourself in the position of one of these women that he's talking about yeah, no, I would. I might do that. Yeah, yeah, you might do that. And for I, I, and the B part for the fellas, do you experience the same sort of treatment? No, I can't say that I've ever noticed somebody closing their sweater because I happen to be nearby. I think your reputation precedes you, John. Ed, your thoughts? It has happened to me. I can't really? say it's oh, happened you're to me such a, a lot. Fucking creeper. But that's the thing. I can st- specifically remember one time our babysitter pulled that move, and I was. Thinking, I wanted to say out loud, no, I wasn't checking you out. Yeah, yeah. But you got the feeling that you were a creeper when you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So I've been there, and I really wasn't checking her out. At least I don't think I was. Here's the thing. I am a full-on creeper. Like, if if there are some boobs displayed, I'm probably going to check them out. But I think that I'm such a pro- from a lifetime of the game slows down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like when Michael Jordan, when I was 16, when I was 16, I was struggling with that. I remember working at a pizza place and every time one of the waitresses would write down, write down the order. I, I, I would try my best to, to sneak a peek and it, I got caught several times. But it's like, it's like, it's like when Michael Jordan says, you know, the, uh, some, some nights the hoop, just looks like it's like a hula hoop size and I can just throw it in from anywhere. Right. Like that's me looking at boobs. Like it's, I can do it so stealth that I'm, I've checked you out. I've sized you up. I've gotten every look I need Have before you. you even notice I'm there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's just how I roll. Thanks for that though, John. Kate with a K. I oh, heard. No. We're going to have to move on. I heard the phrase, <laughs> I'd say more people spell with a K than properly. I heard the phrase, quote, don't be a frog in a sock about it on another what? podcast that I equated to chill out. And I got banned for using it on a Reddit thread. We're back to Reddit. Wow, it we're back seemed to Reddit. pretty tame to me, but does it have a particularly harsh connotation down under? That's from T.D. Buddha in Green Bay. Kate McManus, is that an Aussie phrase? Don't be a frog in a sock about it? I've never heard that. You've never heard it. What are some Aussie phrases? Because there's millions. Um, That's fair dinkum. Dog cunt. Dog cunt? <laughs> but everything, everything is abbreviated and um, S played on it. Yeah, cut sick. Cut sick, yeah. Um, we like to say stuff like I could murder a cold one right now. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. A a cold beer sounds good. Yeah. And of course, shrimp on the Barbie. Don't be a frog. Yeah. Throw a fucking shrimp on the Barbie. No one says that literally. Don't be a frog in a sock about it. That's Uh, not a nice. Australian idioms. Oh, it's almost, hold on. Australian idioms. Oh, when someone is going crazy. Don't be a frog in a sock about it. Mm. That means they're I going, mean, going nuts. They, yeah. Frog in a sock would go crazy. Yeah, I would think so. so. I don't think a frog would like it. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? A lot of emails this week for you specifically. 
Very popular on the show. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's good. Send me more emails. Yeah. What is going on in the world of pop culture? We should do an email. If we get enough emails, we could do we did a we did a Patreon QA, a would you rather this week for the fans, and we're looking to do more Patreon stuff. So maybe we'll do it and ask Kate. I know we've done one of those before. Oh yeah, Uh, ask me. I like it. Yeah. Well Well, yeah, Patreon, maybe they should submit what they want. What they want to hear us? Yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. So for the Patreon fam out there, any anything that you want us to do that might be a little off board for the regular show, let us know and we'll do it there. Uh, yeah. You guys. Last week we were banging homeless people. Yeah, sex with the homeless, which we all agreed to do. What's going on there, Kate? I have a mole on my boob. Yeah. I'm worried about wow. It. Mm-hmm. We'll get it out. I had to get that checked out. <laughs> Dr. Brian. You guys probably already touched on um, Doc- the very Dr. sad Brian's in the house passing of doing examinations. Tony Bourdain. Yeah, we full we body exams. What a bummer. Uh, yeah, I talked now, about did, it. I was very emotional did, about did it. People, did people uh, after the fact was it known that he was going down this path or what like well, I was just close reading, to him or no? yeah. I was just reading something um that Rose McGowan wrote together with um Tony's girlfriend Asia Argento. Argento? Yeah. Um and apparent she says, I know before Anthony died he reached out for help and yet he did not take the doctor's advice. Mm. So Kind of Which intimating that maybe somebody had recommended some antidepressants or, or I'm not sure. going to a facility Something, or yeah. anything. I saw Very a headline he, saying yeah. that she, she was saying, don't blame Asia Argento. Was anyone blaming her? Right. No, well, yeah, I went on her Instagram and there was a lot of there were um, some pictures. There were some pictures of her taken with another guy. That she looked, I think they might have been holding hands earlier in the week, some paparazzi pictures. But it's also my understanding that there they that uh Tony and um Asia Argento had a Asia Argento had a um had sort of an understanding that they were together when they were in the same city, but it was rare that they were in the same city. Yeah, and so when they weren't in the same city, they could do their own thing, which is, you know, it's like the zip code rule, which I thought that was everybody's rule. You're in a different zip code. It's certainly my rule. The rings come off. When you just, I, yeah, it married, codes? not yeah. married. Yes, exactly. Married? And not it's just, yeah. it's like a, it's like a get out of jail free card. Uh, it's, yeah, we talked about it earlier. A terrible tragedy. He was, a god to me. I, I loved everything he did. And why couldn't it have been Jared from Subway? Uh, yeah, there's so many people. Right, there's it's, tons of people that yeah. really would be great if they yeah. did that. There's plenty of people we could do without. Uh, Kate, what is going on? On a lighter note, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Um, well, Vince Vaughn got a DUI. Oh, I saw that in Hermosa <laughs> Beach. <laughs> Manhattan Beach. It's fucking rookie mistake, dude. He's kind of smirking in his mugshot, which is like a baller move. Dude, take an Uber. I just, no one should get a DUI anymore. All, we all take need Ubers. To get a DUI. It's yes. so like 2010. I live. We live in the suburbs here, Ed. Where and when it used to be cabs, it was right. impossible. You just someone had to be sober all the time to drive you because there's just an, a, a cab would never come out here to get you. They just don't do that. Now with Uber, it's 
I need, I need an Uber all the time. And there's, I got a car here in five minutes, any day of right. the week, when any time of day. Grid, mm-hmm. When you pull up that grid, when you pull up that grid on your phone, you just see, it there's looks a, like sharks swimming around. Yeah, there's a bunch. They're everywhere. They're there's everywhere. always a ride for you. Yeah. And you're rich as hell. You can afford a $30 fucking car ride, guy. And then I guess he and his passenger were uncooperative and like refused to get out of the car at first. So they were booked for as well as a misdemeanor DUI obstructing um, an officer. So in public intoxication. Was he like, you're so money, you're so money and you don't even know it. Trent. I, I went to Nick's game five years ago, three years ago, and they were filming a scene from a Vince Vaughn movie where a guy has to have the winning shot at Madison Square Garden, and they told everybody at halftime, this is what's going to happen, and everybody should cheer so they have the crowd shot, and the dude missed like 25 shots in a row. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn is like, is it, he's his dad, I think. In, it, it was that sperm donor movie. There was some... Oh, I didn't see it. It's a high-stress yeah, situation, though. There's 16,000 people watching you. Yeah, so they get this actor who's supposed to play a guy on the Knicks, and he, he hits the winning shot, and he just kept missing it. <laughs> People just started booing, and they had to like get on the PA. And I think maybe even Vince Vaughn's like, "Come on, you know he's trying his best." And yeah. people, people were really. Well, was it was it like a half quarter? No, I think it was just like a sixteen footer. Uh, I think it was like a curl around the 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 key. He just kept missing it, and but oh, like. I don't know. That was a Vince Vaughn movie. I just remember that. Catch and shoot coming off a screen? Stop yeah, and yeah. Pop? It was like I think it was just like, yeah, coming around the curl and hitting the winning shot. Unbelievable. And then he runs to his dad's arms because his dad was the sperm donor. Who It was about like this guy who, who was a sperm donor to like 500 people, and then they all sought him out. Something I, like that. I find, um, what's his name? Vince Vaughn Delightful. I think he is a talented comic actor. I know it's a well-worn thing, but I do like the fast talking. He's stuff. great. He's great at that. But I, I will say this: sometimes he's got a very unique thing going on. Sometimes get, gets the bags into the eyes a little bit. You know, he's just sometimes like he doesn't. Night. He doesn't always look the healthiest. But I've I'm seen a, him in person. I'm a big fan of his work. At a bar, and I'm also a big fan of the work he did on Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah, what he up? got in while like. Well, it's still good. That. What up, Vince Vaughn? High five, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Kate? Um, other people in trouble with the law. Dukes of Hazard star John Schneider. Oh, oh. yeah. Bo Duke. Oh. Is going to yeah. be spending a few days in jail. Really? For failure to pay spousal support. Oof. He was given a deadline to pay more than 150 grand in delinquent alimony. That's a lot. And um, transfer his property to his ex-wife. Ah, that sucks. Elvira. Yeah. Oh, uh, to make good it would be pretty cool deal. if the in mistress court, of the dark. Like, and he was just like, nah. Yeah. He probably doesn't have it. You never believe how the Duke boys are going to get out of this one. <laughs> so my question is, I was is, more like, of a Wopad guy you myself. Pay Me too. Your alimony and stuff. Yeah. Like what? You can just do three days in jail. Uh, and, like no, he still owes it. He's, no, he still owes it. So that's just like yeah. you're you're in trouble. Yeah. But you still owe like it. you got to pay your debt to society for mm-hmm. having to go to court, and you still got to pay this woman. But I mean, how? how what's this guy doing? Like when's he been well, in? Well, he something? wouldn't have been ordered to Run pay that moonshine. money if that right. wasn't part of his like wealth. Well, here's the problem. Sometimes 
people, sometimes alimony is awarded. Take for instance, a, there's a big star in the nineties and you no, know, in the two thousands, this guy was the top of the game. Brendan he, Fraser. I'm just saying there's I didn't know it was a guessing certain game. people that, <laughs> and these people, say the look Brian just gave these me. people get a, yes. these people get a divorce when they're making all kinds of money. And then, they got to yeah, pay. Go back to court and it's, like redo your. Not as easy. Assets are as you frozen can. as. Encino. You go back to court yeah. and you like renegotiate. You're like, I don't have money anymore. Luck, luckily, that Brendan Fraser's had a rebirth. He's he's in things again, but he's not making twenty million dollars yeah, like that, he was before. Uh, FX show Trust that yeah. I've been watching that I also watched like three episodes yeah. and then forgot. He's a good actor. Watch. He's a good actor. I'm just saying it's. These spouse, this having just because you're married to somebody for more than ten years, you shouldn't have to pay them. Whether you're man or woman, you yeah. shouldn't have to pay them money for the rest of no, their it's lives. The stupidest. It's crazy. Uh, okay, Kate. What else? Um, here's someone that apparently can afford his alimony slash is mm, desperate yeah. to move on from his estranged wife, who's kind of really dragging her feet on their um, settlement. Perla. Um, Perla Farrar, he, uh, asked a judge to sign off on a settlement that ent- would entitle her to over 6.6 million. That's a lump sum. Yes. Um, but that's not all he's paying her. Yes. He's agreed to pay Farrar a hundred grand a month in spousal support until she dies or remarries yeah. with a $6 million equalization payment. Yeah. So that kind of like evens things up yeah. between. She also gets to keep a 2014 Range Rover, a Mercedes AMG, and yeah. a Mercedes GL 450. Ooh. They now were is, married is for 13 Slash years. Is Slash really small or Perla? Um, yeah, I don't think Slash is a big dude. Yeah. Um, and also, she's 42. Oh, okay. did you do air quotes on that? Okay, let's, well, let's not shame here. Unbelievable. We need to raise oh, all women. Also, up. agreed to pay thirty nine grand a month in child support. Yeah, they got a couple of kids. So anyway, Slash is S- apparently very. He's got money. He's got rich. dough. And they're back on tour again, right? Oh he- yeah, they've been on tour for like a couple of years now. They're they they hashed it out and they are making money again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else, Kate? Well, good for Slash. He's got um, a lot of money to pay out. Good for better for Perla. Celebrity engagement. Yeah. Pete Davidson from SNL. This is a weird story. After literally weeks of dating Ariana Grande. Who talks like this? Um, this is Ariana Grande. Um, I'm, t- I'm talking Giving her a right huge now. diamond ring. They're both 24. I'm They're tw- both on a re- This is a rebound mistake. relationship huge for mistake. both of them. Huge and mistake. this is. Who's the guy? He's Pete on Davidson. Saturday Night Live. He's a comic on SNL. <clears throat> His dad died in 9-11. Just oh, oh, drop Pete your mic I thought you I thought you were saying somebody else. I know. I know Pete, so. Pete, Pete Davidson. Good luck. You should always get married. engaged when you've been dating somebody yeah, for two weeks. Good job. That's an idea. Good choice. Um, I got some Takashi 6 uh, Oh, finally. He's got like an ongoing beef on Twitter with someone called Chief Keefe. Chief Keefe and, and mm-hmm. 6 9 going at it, huh? And then he's got this dumb, like, rider, and one of his list of demands for his European tour. Hold on. He's got a European tour. That's shocking to me. That kicks off this week. Yeah. Um, 
So there's the usual like fried chicken and meat tray requests, but he also has demanded a copy of Chief Keef's CD, Bang 3 Part 2, in all of his dressing rooms, which I think is just a way to troll his uh, his rival. Yeah. Wow. And then he's also this? demanded what? 69 bags of Skittles at each stop, uh-huh. as well as... Dude is always on brand. Yeah, he is. He is. is on well, these, these kids are raised in the internet age. They know as what to do. As well as chocolate chip cookies, three packs of Trident gum, two bags of M&M peanuts, peanut M&M, sorry, and one large bag of Twizzlers. So, wow. Twizzlers. I, I haven't had them in years, but... Skittles, I remember Trash. kind of liking, Trash. like like years ago. But sixty nine bags. That's too many. It's too seems and also, seems like a lot. I could never finish a that's, full bag. That's every night or M&Ms every other you night. M and M's, you could pound a bag. Skittles, you can't. You um, can't do one bag. Not I t- little sixty nine. I took my kid and a bunch of his friends to the movies this weekend, and yeah. his. But all his friends, I took him to the drugstore beforehand so we could smuggle candy. Of course. And of course. so his, his friends bought all this candy. And then they were sitting in the row in front of me. And I was like trying to, I didn't get anything for myself, of course, because I'm an adult. But, but I was trying to tax the kids for what, whatever they had. And like one kid gave me some milk duds and milk duds. This is a pretty shitty candy. Like it's not, wouldn't even be in my top 50. And I was yes. trying to tax the kids and they had all the shittiest stuff. Red vines, crap. Nerds. Red vines. Nerds is the worst candy there is. Uh, uh, I was able to get a couple Swedish fish, which were okay, and a couple sour oh, patch I, kids. I'm I'm a fan of uh, Swedish fish. Yeah, they're they're not too bad, but I mean, overall, the selection. There was like seven kids there, and I was only able to tax two or three of them because they were the only ones that had anything decent. Vines. What kind vines, of monster was trash, that? Trash. Trash vines. Uh, Kate, what else is going on? That's it. That's my. That's it. That's my round. Oh my god! So <laughs> glad to have you aboard. I thought you were going to say so glad that that's over. Looks Never. like we made it. If you if you Google Chief Keefe, you're not seeing a lot of a lot of pictures where he looks. Like you do well on the SATs. I um, I've seen. I don't know. I've never seen Chief Keef, um, but I've seen Takashi Six Nine. And well, you Google Chief well, Chief Keef Six Nine comes up. Exactly, Chief, Chief Keef. Th- these pictures, he looks like kind of like radio with dreadlocks. Yeah, this one he's got. He's in um, jail stripes. I don't see that one. Oh yeah, but- there's one. Yeah, I I feel like it's like the rules that you have to have a beef now. Oh, so, so Chief Keefe dated Selena Gomez. Wow, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, okay, excellent job all the way around, Kate McManus. Thank you for your work. Hey, anytime. Happy to do it. Ed Daly, as always, it. fantastic job. Well done, us. For Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, mm-hmm. for the amazing Anthony Bourdain. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 300, wait, 224 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Thank you.